I've spoken many times about how I feel that business tips and tricks can often be applied to health and wellness and health and wellness tips can in some sort be applied to business. And today's episode is going to be talking about something I've been doing in my business lately that I want you to do in your personal life. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Wellness Simplified Podcast. Simple wellness tips to help you improve your life without turning it upside down. With your host, award-winning fitness instructor, nutrition coach, and wellness expert, Susie Fevens. Welcome back to the podcast, friends. We are friends, right? I hope so. Um, Yeah, today we're going to be talking about something I've been doing in my business, and I think with a little shifting around, it'd be really great for you to apply to your personal life. Um, This is something that's going to be sort of along the same lines as things we talked about back in episode 78, which was you need to recharge. Some of these aspects may sound a little bit familiar from there, but we're taking this in a different route. So stick with me. I think I have talked about in the podcast in the last few episodes somewhere that I have been implementing the Profit First accounting system. Profit First is a book by Mike Oh gosh, I'm going to butcher his last name. Just hold on a sec. Mike McCallowitz. Okay, so I have read another book by him. It was called Clockwork, which is really great. It was all about learning how to make your business run like clockwork. And y'all must know that I do a lot of scheduling. I don't sit here and actually record this podcast just before it gets published. I record it in advance and I schedule it um, to have some things running while I'm not there. And Profit First, he'd written prior to Clockwork, and I had bought Profit First a couple years ago, and I just never got around to reading it. As you may or may not know, one of my goals the last couple of years is trying to get through stuff that I already have. So I'm trying to read books the way I already own versus buying new ones, but I keep getting more from the library, so that's not going so well. <laughs> anyway, in March, I think, I finally read Profit First, and I loved it, and I immediately implemented it. And it's only been a month and not quite a half-ish, because I did it towards the end of March. So it's been a little over a month. And something like this, when you're redistributing your finances, your finances, your finances in business, especially when you're dealing with like a pandemic that keeps closing you down and things like that, um, it's a little bit hard to get everything sorted out in a month and a half. But it sorted out so much more than it was previously. Previously, I basically just had the one account. I paid myself out of that account. I paid expenses out of the account. Income came into that account and it was just a gobbledygook, right? Profit First talks about how most businesses never record a profit because they have income minus expenses equals profit and that profit usually equals zero because the more you make, the more you have in expenses. So with the profit first method, you have income, you take out the profit, immediately put it in a different bank account, and then what's left over, you have four expenses. And I'm just going to go through it super, super quick. So you have profit, owner's compensation, a tax, and expenses. And then he goes on to say that there may be some other accounts that you want to have in there to sort everything out. But essentially, you have those plus a main income account. So now, all of my income goes into an income account. From there, I distribute it. A portion goes to a profit account. A portion goes to owner's compensation. A portion to taxes. And a portion to expenses. And then for my expense account, I also have a check account. So whenever I write a check for rent or for 
insurance, music licensing, things like that, the amount for that check goes into this other account. So it's no longer sitting in my expense account. So the money in my expense account is money that is actually free and liquid and ready to be used for expenses. So what this has done is it allowed me to have a better idea of how much money I have to pay myself, saving for income tax, paying business expenses, etc. Um, so if in the run of a month, my expenses are more than the money in my expense account, I know I've got some issues. Either I need to cut back on expenses or I need to bring in more money. And if I don't have enough money to pay myself, obviously I need to bring in more money and some things like that. So there are some percentages that you have to work out. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. Let's get back on topic. <laughs> the topic is the profit first portion of this. And the reason I think that's important is because when you start the profit first system, you are saving 1% of your income because you want it to be a small enough amount that you're not going to really notice it. Like if you are bringing in, I don't know, $500 a week and you're taking five of that and you're putting it in a profit account, you're probably not going to miss that $5, right? But if you were doing like 5%, $25, you're going to miss that a whole lot more than you would five. So you want to start with a percentage that's small enough that you're not going to miss it because it's going to prove to you that you can have a profit. You're doing a, the smallest amount you can to prove that you can do it. And then eventually the goal is to increase that to say five, eight, whatever your profit margins might be but you're starting with one because you want to prove that you can do it. Because for a lot of people, the idea of being able to report a profit is just ridiculous. So what does that have to do with you and your personal life? Can you gather a guess as to where I'm going with this? Many people living life right now, listening to this podcast right now, really struggle to find time for themselves. Did you know that science tells us that our bodies should be in a form of rest for 10 out of every 24 hours? And rest doesn't necessarily mean sleeping. Yes, sleep should be a part of that. Maybe going for a slow walk, listening to music, doing some of those other things, reading. That's a big one for me. These are all different types of rest. You can have active rest. For someone, baking might serve as their rest if they find it soothing and comforting. But 10 out of every 24 hours. Okay, so let's just stop right there for a second. That's 42% of your day. Um, how many hours would you say you're giving your physical body an opportunity for rest? I mean, you can sort of take a guess at how many hours a night you spend in bed, whether you're asleep or you're relaxing and hopefully relaxing, trying to sleep. And maybe you have a couple other things that you do through your day. Driving doesn't count. No, it doesn't. Maybe having a relaxing shower or bath might count. Cooking could count, but if you're doing it in a stressful way, that's not going to be rest. But 10 out of 24 hours a day should be devoted to a form of rest. 
Now, don't blame me for this. I didn't, I didn't figure this out. The scientists, <laughs> they're the ones that figured this out. This is actual science, okay? That 10 out of every 24 hours should be devoted to some sort of rest. Like I said, it doesn't have to be seated, not moving rest. It's just something that has you in a, a relaxed state, okay? Going back to that cooking one, a lot of people find cooking, baking, relaxing. Going for a walk can be relaxing. Going for a bike ride. Exercise can be considered rest. I wouldn't consider it rest for me because I'm working at the same time. So it's a little bit different when you are a fitness instructor. Um, but for somebody who is taking one of my classes, even though it is active and it's not rest rest, it is going to enable you to have better rest overall. So it's still, it completes the stress cycle. It's a whole to do, but <laughs> you can count exercise. All right. So back to the topic at hand. Profit first. We save 1% of our income because we want to save the smallest amount possible to prove to ourselves that we can do it. So everybody's got 24 hours in a day. Let's assume that everybody allows themselves an eight hour window for sleep, whether you're actually asleep or not, you allow yourself that window of time to sleep that gives you 16 hours left in the day. If you take 16 hours, multiply it by 60 minutes in an hour and find out what 1% of your waking minutes is, it works out to 9.6. So let's just say that's nine and a half. So can you devote nine and a half minutes of your day to yourself? Consider this the profit first method of wellness, where you give yourself nine and a half minutes a day for something that's going to fill your cup. Yeah, maybe that is shuffling some things around so that you can play with your kids for nine and a half extra minutes. Maybe you make supper instead of ordering takeout. I don't know what it is, but... I want to challenge you to find a way to give yourself nine and a half minutes a day. Give yourself that 1% of your waking hours to prove to yourself that you can do it. And you know what? If you want to be above and beyond, <laughs> round that up to 10. Round it up to 10. It's an extra 30 seconds. Round it up to 10. It's a nice, even number. If you've got Alexa, you got Google, you got Siri, you got whatever, the Android. Um, <laughs> what? I can't even think what they're called. Voice activated software. <laughs> whatever their, its name is. Is it Google? I don't know. I have no idea. Set a timer for 10 minutes and give it to yourself. You want to break that up into two five-minute sections? By all means, you go for it. Three, three and a half minutes, then you're going to get an extra 30 seconds again. Fine. But I need you to prove to yourself that you can give yourself 10 minutes. So what that's going to look like for most people, for a lot of people, is putting your stupid phone down and doing something else for 10 minutes. Yeah, you could say that scrolling social media or playing a game on your phone is your 
self-care, oh, I hate using that word, is your me time, is you connecting with yourself, is your rest time. But I want to really challenge you to take this 10 minutes, this nine and a half minutes, whatever you're going to use, away from an electronic device. Why? Even though it's rest, you know, we still have that blue light. We are still connected to devices all day long. And you're going to get more bang for your buck if you just put the thing away and connect in real life, read a book, a paper book, an actual book. Although I read a lot on my e-reader. I use my iPad almost exclusively as a Kindle. <laughs> but read a real book, play with your kids, play with your cat. Oh, Claire and Rose. Um, connect with your spouse or a friend if you're in a position where you're allowed to be with people. Maybe make a phone call. That's an exception to the device thing. Make a phone call, not a video call, a phone call where you'd actually talk back and forth. Like I'm talking to you right now, but you never talk back to me and it's really quite sad. Um, can you tell that I've spent all my time by myself right now because we're in lockdown? <laughs> I have a lot to say, even if nobody's talking to me. Anyhow, without a device, go outside, go for a walk. Do something. Nine and a half or 10 minutes a day. Prove to yourself that you can find that time. If we go back to episode 78, you open up your phone in the settings, it will show you your amount of screen time per day. And I know many of you are like me and use your phone for work. So that can skew your screen time status a bit. But we both know that regardless of whether you use your phone for work or not, you probably are spending more time aimlessly on there than you need to be. You can easily give yourself 10 minutes. Like you don't even have to do anything. You could just put your phone down and exist in your house for 10 minutes. That's it. That would count. That would count. Just put that phone down for 10 minutes. Sing a song. Or get Siri or Alexa or Google or whomever <laughs> to play a couple of your favorite songs and just listen to them. That would be it. If we think that most songs are in the three to four minute range, which is somebody who spends a lot of time looking at songs, I can tell you that that is generally around the right mark. If you wake up in the morning and listen to one of your favorite songs in the morning, you listen to another one of your favorite songs at lunch or after work, and then a third one before bed, that's going to be 10 minutes. You can break that up, no problem. Sit outside in the sun and listen to one of your favorite songs and then get back to work. To be honest with you, it is sunny right now. And as soon as I finish recording this episode, I think I'm going to go do just that because that sounds like a fantastic idea. Prove to yourself that you can find 1% of your day, of your waking day, to do something that's going to recharge your batteries is going to help you complete the stress circuit. We'll talk about that on another episode. So important. You deserve 1%. Heck, you deserve 5-10% of your waking hours. But let's not get crazy. Let's start with one. Prove to yourself that you can do it and then go from there. That is where I'm going to leave you today. 1%, nine and a half or 10 minutes of your day for something that brings you pure joy that does not involve you staring at a screen unless you're like watching your favorite music video I will, I will allow an exception for that one <laughs> percent 
at such a small part of your day, surely, surely, you deserve 1% of your own time. That's it for today's episode. I hope you've enjoyed this. I hope that I have inspired you to look up one of your favorite songs as soon as this episode is over and listen to it. If you're driving, pull into the next parking lot and just listen to the song and then continue on and continue on. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this. Hit me up on Instagram at Susie Confesses if you did or didn't. Or you know what? Better yet. Better yet. I want you to tell me what song you're going to listen to. Susie Confesses. I'm going to post. I want you to share what song you're going to listen to. Have a wonderful day and I will talk to you next week.